Hi there, everyone. This is Elazar Bloom back with Relationships Revisited. And before we get started today, I want to ask you to please rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It does help get the good word out there and support more people in their relationships. A friend recently asked me, um, she's in her 30s, and she was wondering about finding a sense of wholeness in her relationships and why they often seem mutually exclusive. Like if I'm going to be fully myself, is there space for that in, in my relationship? And it is such a powerful question. It's really a great question that gets to the core of the tension that we often experience in the relational space. And it got me thinking of another topic or concept that's often thrown around and I'm, um, questioned about it quite frequently in uh, in my office, and that is the topic of codependency. A lot of people are familiar with the term codependency. It's one of those terms that's thrown around quite a bit nowadays. And um, I think it's quite misunderstood. So when we speak about codependency and why it is a problematic, not an effective relational dynamic, but a problematic one, why is that? What exactly is it? So in order to be as clear as possible, to really simplify it and break it down to as few words as possible, the way I would define codependency is an assumption about our relationship that you are responsible for me and I am responsible for you. And I like this definition because it actually sounds romantic and that's part of its of the lure of it. Right? it, it so much of what we imbibe in um, popular culture and in advertising, really, um, it actually suggests that this is um, the healthy way to be in relationship and it just doesn't work and people end up disappointed. In order to further kind of clarify this concept of codependency, I'll share a few um, anecdotes or or phrases or communication styles that are often used in a codependent type of dynamic. So for example, you might hear something like, my life would be meaningless without you. Without you, I'd practically die. And what this means is, the person is saying, I have no sense of worth or meaning outside of our relationship. You are responsible for that. Another example. You are so frustrating. No matter what I say or what I do, you will never be satisfied. And that's why I just give up. And what this means is, it's my job to satisfy you in this relationship so you can be fulfilled. It's your job to be satisfied by me so that I can be fulfilled. But because I can never succeed at this, I'm helpless and this relationship is helpless. Another one. I scream because I'm talking to you and you keep on looking down at your phone. You make me feel like I don't matter. And what this means is, you are responsible for my sense of worth. I don't matter until you show me that I do. And if you don't show me that, I'm going to try and make you. This type of communication is too much for any human being to bear, any adult to bear in an adult relationship, because it's simply not true. 
no adult, no adult human being has this much power over another. A mature, what we know as an interdependent relationship, and we've spoken about that term interdependency in previous episodes, a mature relationship is defined by the ability to leave a you-are-responsible-for-me parent-child type of dynamic and to embrace, to begin to embrace an I-am-responsible-for-me and committed-to-us relational stance. In this way, we can commit to that relational space together and we can choose to reach for one another with some of our most important needs that can only be fulfilled in relationship. Needs for acceptance and respect and protection. So how does this look? A person might say to himself, okay, I am responsible for me. You are responsible for you. I'm committed to this relationship and therefore I want to be there for you and fulfill some of those needs that are really important to you. I also choose to turn to you to fulfill some of my needs. And my hope is because of your commitment to the relationship, you'll care and want to respond with compassion and respect. So here's the interdependent dynamic recipe, A, B, and C. A, I'm responsible for me. B, you're responsible for you. And C, our commitment to this relationship, this relational space empowers you to reach to me and me to reach to you with some of our most important human relational needs. A codependent dynamic sounds something like this. This is the recipe for codependency. You are responsible for my needs. I'm responsible for your needs. And then C, our commitment to this relationship depends on A and B being consistently fulfilled. Yeah, that is why codependency doesn't work for long. It's why it's so common, because as we have seen, it's an outgrowth of a much of, of a much earlier dynamic, and it will never last in an adult relationship. It has to, it has to transition, it has to shift. Because if you think about it, in a codependent dynamic, as soon as I think that you are falling short in your responsibility, quote unquote, to me and fulfilling my needs, well, I'm going to notice that and I'm going to say, okay, all right, fine. I'll pull back from my quote unquote responsibility to fulfill your needs. And then the whole thing starts to unravel. So the takeaway in one line is own your needs first. That is the starting point. And it's a vulnerable thing. Don't get me wrong, as I mentioned in an earlier episode, becoming aware of our human dependency and how only certain uh, needs that we have can be fulfilled by another human being is a, it's, it's not an easy spot. That's the, the vulnerable starting point. And it's a good thing. It's true. So I'm often asked, how much of this individual growth do I need to do before 
committing before moving into uh, you know thinking about getting married married a serious relationship whatever and i don't have a concrete answer to that question and i would not even venture to say that somebody should hold off um, committing to a relationship getting married until they are able to accept full responsibility for their being for their for their relational needs i mean it's just not realistic nobody's going to listen people it's just not the way things work. But what I can say, and I think is more, um, perhaps more helpful, is that in order for your relationship to not only last, I mean, lasting is important, but not only last, but actually nourish you and be a resource for you in life as you deal with the ups and downs that are inevitable in life. Be ready for your relationship to challenge you in this way. Be ready for it to bring you to your knees, so to speak. And become aware that I do have relational needs and those needs are my responsibility. They're my responsibility to then reach for you in this committed relational space with the hope that you'll meet me here and I will do the same for you. So being responsible for myself in this space is the starting point. And returning to my friend's question of um, my sense of wholeness, a sense of wholeness begins with really embracing oneself as, as having these needs of, of wanting another human being to meet me in this place. And that is mine. That's mine to own. So not only is it a, not a contradiction, it's the first step. The first step in moving moving towards somebody in an effective, interdependent way is saying, yeah, this is who I am. This is what I need. And and I want to be in a relationship that will honor that. And I want to honor that in somebody else. That is really the first step in an effective relation relationship. So I appreciate you and I appreciate that question. And I appreciate um, the thought that all of us are giving to making this work for ourselves and for others. And I look forward to being with you again next time in The Space Between.